Welcome to the By Words Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Hughes. I love helping passionate women gain clarity about their purpose so they can kick fear to the curb, break up with the hustle, and say goodbye to the lies that hold us back from pursuing our dreams wholeheartedly. We're going to get open and honest, share some laughs, and maybe some tears. But at the end of the day, my hope is that you will walk away encouraged, inspired, and ready to step into your purpose with confidence. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive right in. Love is powerful. It eradicates fear, brings us together, and equips us to live out our purpose in the earth. Honestly, I'm not sure there's a problem love couldn't remedy. If you haven't already, be sure to grab your copy of my new book, Love Is Remastered, and join me in making this world a better place by learning to love more intentionally than ever before. This book also supports Traffic 911, which is a local nonprofit that helps youth coming out of human trafficking in Dallas-Fort Worth. You can get yours today at thehannahughes.com slash shop. That's thehannahughes.com slash shop. Okay, now let's get into the episode. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to another episode of the By Words podcast. I'm so glad you're here. And today's going to be really fun because Christopher and I actually just celebrated our four-year wedding anniversary over the weekend. And I thought, you know what? No better way to celebrate than to have a podcast episode all about marriage. And I can honestly say, and I I know Christopher would be comfortable with me sharing this. We have had our hard times in marriage. We have experienced how hard it can be. We've experienced how beautiful it can be, and we've experienced how rewarding and worth it it can be. And even through the struggles, we've just continued to learn and grow about each other, about God, about marriage, and really build a marriage that is worth fighting for. And so today I'm really excited to introduce you to one of my dear friends, Candace Mummert, She's been married for 20 years and has five children at home. She's a published author, which started the marriage ministry that she and her husband now run. Her passion is to see people in healthy relationships, beginning with their relationship with the Lord and then overflowing into their family relationships and friendships. Her ministry is expanding into hosting retreats where time is set aside to disconnect from the business of life and focus on healthy relationships. And Candace has truly been such an influential voice in my own life as a mentor, as a friend, and someone who is really just truly supported our marriage and I just can't wait for you to hear from her. So let's dive right into this. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be with you today. I am too. I'm really excited to talk about this because it's something I really wish was talked about more, especially like, you know, women just navigating purpose in general can be an overwhelming and a big kind of scary thing, but like adding marriage to the mix of that journey can be sometimes a little bit more confusing or overwhelming or scary. So I'm really excited to hear your heart and your thoughts on this, but as we're getting started, would you just tell us a little bit about your story and how you got to where you are now doing the marriage ministry that you're doing? Mm -hmm. Sure. So my husband likes to joke that I was never willing to settle for a mediocre marriage. I didn't want (laughs) even uh, a minus. I always wanted an A plus. And I think that's just my personality. I I like to go all in and do absolutely the best I can if I'm going to commit to something. And so my marriage is the same way. Just, I never thought of it, but that's just kind of how I roll. And um, gosh, back in, oh, the years are so hard to keep track of. Back in 2014, uh, I was in worship one morning and the Lord completely downloaded a book into my mind. Like it was the outline of the chapters, which you've written a book. So, you know, like things get rearranged. He downloaded the outline of this book and it was about marriage. And I started to kind of realize 
just my passion for, for marriages and how, how I believe that in America, in our society, we are really misled by what a healthy marriage is or what to expect out of a marriage. And I kind of want to be a part of debunking that so that people have realistic expectations of what marriage is. And so mm-hmm. anyway, that was all the way back in 2014. I started writing the book. I finished the first draft and then the Lord called us to adoption, which got really confusing. Cause I was like, wait, I thought I was doing marriage. Uh, the book got set on the back burner. We adopted our sons. And a couple years later, uh, he started bringing the book back up. And as he so beautifully does when he's leading us, I met a publisher and I met an editor and blah, 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 blah. So this book was published and then it's, how I'm a published author. What do we do with this? But that just started the steps of my husband and I in this marriage ministry. And now we have a podcast and we host a marriage retreat where we invite couples to get away and be together for the weekend, completely focused on one another and their marriage and, and what the Lord is calling them to in that way. And uh, so, yeah, that's the short of what's gotten me here. That is so amazing. I love hearing that because I know you and I have talked, we're the same Enneagram type a three. And so (laughs) I'm very much the same way. Like I, if it can be done with excellence, let's do it with excellence. And I just think it's really cool how you've applied that to marriage, because that's something I haven't even thought about is like, wow, like I really want this to be the best that it can be. And so the things that you've done to equip women to do that in their marriage and men as well, like the partnership of you and your husband, it's just been really cool for me to see, especially because I know you personally. Um, But do you think that marriage is connected to our purpose? So that's a really big, bold question. And the first thing that comes to my mind is actually uh, a book by Francis and Lisa Chan called You and Me Forever. Just the way you asked that question, it reminded me of when I read that book, because I think that God gave us marriage as one of the greatest examples and opportunities for us to show Christ-like love. You know, our marriage is the deepest, most complete relationship we can have on earth because it encompasses all of the parts, the spiritual bond between husband and wife, the physical bond between husband and wife, the emotional bond, the friendship, just all of those things. It is the deepest most complete relationship we can have on earth. And from that, I think the purpose of marriage is to then show that love to the people that we come in contact with, the way we love our spouse, the way we support our spouse, the way we humbly serve our spouse, the way that that Christ set the example for us. You know, marriage is our best opportunity to show that. And so I think the, the purpose of marriage is that as well as then because it is the most complete relationship it makes us better ideally right like we hear cliche you bring out the best in me or you bring out a better part of me but as a little girl you dream about getting married but it's not our purpose to get married there is so much purpose in marriage and like you mentioned it helps us become better you know like being with our spouse, you know, like the, the rough edges and the iron sharpens iron kind of concept, you know, like it can be challenging, but it helps so much in equipping us for our purpose. I feel like, and that's something that I didn't necessarily expect when I got married. Mm. Um, and it's something that even recently I've tried to shift my perspective and be like, okay, 
what does purpose look like in a marriage? Because my purpose isn't just being a wife, but who I right. am as a wife helps me and serves my overall purpose in life. And me supporting my husband and his does the same for him. And I right. just think that's a really cool concept that I've never really heard much about. Yeah. And, you know, like in the Bible, it tells us that two are better than one, you know, they keep each other warm, but I mean, there's so much more to that. And that, that a, a strand of three, three strands, I'm saying that weird, but anyway, <laughs> is stronger. Right. And so of course the third strand being God in the middle of the marriage between the husband and the wife, mm. it makes us stronger. It gives us support. We hold one another up. And, and I think too, with the our purpose and the purpose of marriage. Um, it's so important in your marriage to have united goals also, not to lose who you are or who God is calling you to be. That is so very important. But when we set goals together, when, when our mission together is connected to furthering the kingdom, then the individual goals and the individual purpose can flourish because we're both focused on the Lord. We're both focused on a united mission um, of furthering the kingdom or of loving people better or of whatever it is. There's a united goal or purpose that you're shooting toward together. And then it, it just grows and flourishes as individuals from there. That is really cool. And I'm glad you mentioned that because I think it's helpful to look at it that way, because that's a question I hear a lot from other women is how do you continue to pursue your own dreams, your own purpose, your own goals in marriage when you're one with your partner? Like, how do you not lose your own independence when you're supposed to be together? And how do you navigate that? Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. I, I mean, I think it really starts with, um, being on mission together in the big umbrella of things so that you always have a, I don't know, you might say a North star to point mm -hmm. back toward, you know, so that when you're making the other decisions, the individual decisions or the big change decisions, there's a, there's a united goal that keeps you together on the same team. Um, and then, I mean, what a great, I hadn't even thought about this before, but Aaron and I talk all the time. I feel like we're a broken record about how you're on the same team. You're mm. as a husband and wife, you're on the same team. When you start to fight about something, remind yourselves that you're on the same team. Just where are we trying to get to, right? But even when you're on a team, athletic team or whatever it might be, as individuals, you're constantly strengthening yourself. You want to be the best you. You want to grow. If you're the kicker on the football team, you're going to focus on kicking while the quarterback is going to focus on throwing, right? And yeah. so you're still working on your individual strengths and goals, but together you come a team and then make big goals happen. And so marriage should never be that you feel like you're losing yourself as much as it is that you're coming together to be strengthened together going in the same direction. And then, so to make that even more tangible, uh, probably, I don't know, again, I, I lose track of time, maybe five or six years ago, Aaron and I really started trying to take time every year to set goals, to kind of review where's our marriage? How do we want it to grow? What individually do we want to work on this year? And then we would pray over each of our children and say, Lord, 
what do you have for this child this year? How can we grow them in the direction that you want them to grow? What are their strengths? Where do they need to be strengthened? And, and, and so on and so forth. And so that would give us some direction. But then even in the last couple of years, we've gotten really specific with annual goals. What do we want to be sure happens this year? What are our priorities this year? You can break that down in all kinds of different ways. And that's some things that we, that we help and, and teach couples at our marriage retreats. But those goals, again, help you to then make those different shifts and decisions throughout the year, whether it's a family goal or a personal goal. But just having that, again, I, I say foundation, but having that to launch from a couple of years ago, we decided to buy an RV and we were going to do more camping as a family. We felt like the kids were the right age. We wanted to get them away from technology. We wanted to create family memories. And so we decided to do that through an RV. And so we bought the RV and we knew for that year, our extra time, our extra money, our extra energy was going to be to maximize using that RV. Well, we still have it now. We've had it for three years. We love it. But for that year, it really, I vividly remember a time when one of our daughters had an opportunity to jump into a new hobby activity, but it would have been time consuming and it definitely would have cost some money. I'm the yes person. I'm, we, we say I'm the kite and my husband's the anchor. <laughs> and, uh, and so I was like, oh, this is such a wonderful opportunity. We want to do this for her. And he reminded me, okay, does it fit with our big family goal for this year? And it was awesome because he reminded me of our goal for the year. So I might, it might feel like I'm a little bit off track here, but I just, I think that it's so important even within your marriage to have, have goals or to have purpose-driven perspective as a family and as a couple that then the individual stuff grows and flourishes out. Yeah, that is amazing. And I think, I think that is just such a simple way to keep growing together, because I feel like when you start focusing on how you're missing out on your goals or what's your purpose. And I mean, all the self-focus, it really starts to cause division. So I think it's really amazing that you guys focus on, okay, even if our individual purposes play out very differently, what can we do together to meet one goal, one aim? And it kind of acts as like the standard for, like you said, all your decision-making, how you even lead your kids, your family, your finances. Yeah. And that is really powerful because like you said, you are on the same team. And I feel like the more you can come together for things like that, the more it, it keeps from that division happening or that drifting apart, or that even like resentment or bitterness or frustration and confusion that can sometimes happen. Yeah. Cycle of him also wanting that for me. And I vividly remember that now later in our marriage, when we're talking about life goals and really drawing into our purpose of what God is calling us to and our desires and our passions, it's the same thing. It's, I want to see him flourish and become everything God has created him to be. And so I'm going to do everything I can to support him and then vice versa. And so, and you and I have talked about it. Sometimes there's seasons, right? Like I feel like I'm put on hold because of what Aaron is doing and what I'm supporting him to do. But God works in those times of, of being on hold and he, he grows us and strengthens us. And then 
again, from supporting my husband and what he's been called to, then I am able to launch into whatever it is that I'm going to do next. It can't always be simultaneous because we have kids and we have bills to pay and we have all the other things, but it doesn't mean one is more important than the other. It's just, there are times and seasons for both. Yeah. That is, that's such a helpful way to look at it. I know for me, it's just very freeing. And honestly, I've found this has just been a common theme on the shows we've talked about purpose, but purpose at its finest really is others focused. It's about serving others, which is such a funny concept because we're all about like, I got to find my purpose and I'm chasing my dreams and my goals, but really like it's the most fulfilling. It's the most effective when it's focused on serving others. How can I support you? How can I help you thrive? Just like you said, and especially in marriage, that is a really beautiful thing because that. There's no other partnership like that. That's right. so amazing. Right, right. Yep, absolutely. But like you mentioned, it can be hard sometimes yes. navigating those seasons and figuring out like, okay, when is it your turn to run? When is it my turn to step back? And it can just be tricky navigating different seasons and transitions and different roles that you're playing. But I would love for you to tell us about your book because I know the heart of that is really creating a marriage that's worth fighting for. So what makes a marriage worth fighting for? Will you just unpack that for us? Uh, you know, I, I just truly believe that almost every marriage is worth fighting for. I think that the gift of marriage, the covenant of marriage that God created is such a gift. And it's not a gift because it makes you happy or it fulfills you or it completes you. It's a gift for all the reasons that we spoke about at the beginning of this podcast, you know, of it's a gift because it's the deepest relationship that we can have on earth. It's a gift because it makes us stronger as, as a team and not just going through this life alone or, or without that special someone to support you. Um, it's a safe place. It should be a safe place to practice humility and practice dying to self and pride and to practice loving unconditionally. Um, and so it, it's just such a, a gift, the covenant of marriage. And unfortunately, so often in, in our society, it's, it's more about, you know, oh, I love this person right now and it's fun. And oh, now it's hard. And I think I married the wrong person. I'm going to move on and go try to find something better. And so quickly, and I'm talking completely you know, generically right now, but so quickly we turn to divorce as an option. And I have heard so many people say that divorce is like a death and it actually is harder than what they think might've been fighting for their marriage once they've Mm -hmm. gone through a divorce because it is so hard and so painful, but we've come to where we just turn to it so quickly and expect that, well, there's something else out there that's better, or there's somebody that's going to make me happier. And, and there's, there's just so much hurt in that. I, I strongly believe that marriage is worth fighting for and that with the right tools and with the right perspective and the right expectations, it's gonna be worth the fight. And you come through on the other side, stronger and better and loving deeper and just the the treasure of what a lifelong marriage really is. But we have to be willing to fight for it uh, because it's not gonna be easy. And there's gonna be times 
when you don't like your spouse, but you choose to still love them. There's going to be times where you don't want to face that annoyance or that let down or that hurt again because you're tired of it. Uh, but instead of saying, I don't want to fight, I don't want to face it anymore. I don't want to put up with it anymore. Get the support and the help that you need to shift that perspective and go, okay, how can we get through? Hey, how can we bust through that? Like you get to this wall where you're like, oh, I'm tired. I'm done. I'm over it. We've tried before, you know, all the gazillion excuses and you hit that wall and you want to just try and exit the marriage. You want to give up. Right. But, but on the other side of that wall, if you're willing to push through with all of your might, and again, get the support and the help that you need. And you're willing to push through on the other side of that wall. There's more love. There's more humility. There's more support. There's more joy. There's more celebration because you've pushed through to the other side with that person and gained that strength. You know, you've come through to trust at a new level. You've come through, through to love or forgive at a new level. And all of that is not just for the other person. It's for you. You've learned to forgive in a new way. You've learned to love more deeply. Um, you've learned to trust more completely. It's part of the gift of marriage, which is what worth, makes it worth fighting for. Yeah, that's so true. And something someone told us early on in our marriage was the idea that every single thing you face is an opportunity to either come closer together or drift apart. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. And so it's something I've just kept with me and I've tried to look at every conflict or every miscommunication or, you know, decision we face through that lens of like, okay, I can get frustrated. I can shut down. I can retreat all these things, or we can face it together, risk the discomfort and all of those things, the ugly parts of marriage to get through it together. And like you said, on the other side, it's stronger. You've learned to trust each other more. You've learned to work together in a different level. Yeah. And it's, it is so worth it, even when yeah. it's not easy. Definitely. So yeah. you've talked a lot about foundation throughout this conversation. And I'm curious to know what are some things that you think make that foundation of a marriage that's worth fighting for, or are there some practices that you would recommend? The first thing that comes to my mind is, is the realistic expectations, you know, mm -hmm. knowing knowing that marriage is not to make you happy. Your spouse is not going to fulfill you, give you everything you need, live up to every dream you've had. I mean, there's just, there's no chance, right? You're setting him up for failure, right? you know, and right. the same for us. If they're expecting us to do those things for them, they're setting us up for failure. That's impossible. So number one, have realistic expectations that your spouse is not your end all be all for joy and happiness. Your spouse is not going to live up to every expectation or dream that you have. You are going to fight. You are going to have disagreements. There are going to be struggles. And like you said, that is an opportunity to grow together or to grow apart. And so expect that. There's another great book out there uh, called The Good Fight by Lesson Leslie Parrott, because we're going to fight, right? right? It's not about avoiding fights. It's about learning how to fight well, how to communicate well, how to come to the other side of the disagreement in a healthy way and be closer together, not torn apart. Yeah. And, you know, and so uh, just yesterday, I 
um, there's, a, there's a lot going on and I was feeling some anxiety yesterday and I often will get really quiet and almost shut down when I, I go to nine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I will get kind of quiet, a little standoffish sometimes. And I've started to recognize that in myself. And I was that way yesterday um, with, with my husband. I could tell I was just being distanced. And so um, then and kind of regrouped and recognized what was going on. And I just sent him a quick message and said, said thanks for letting me be me. You know, like mm. I, you didn't try and pull me out of it. You didn't try and talk me through it. You didn't try and fix it. You just let me go into my place, you know, and pull away a little bit. I'm back, all's well. I was just having some anxiety. And so I just came to mind as an example of one of those times where he let me be me, but then I also recognized that I wasn't treating him really well. And so, you know, hey, thanks for letting me have my time, but I'm sorry if I if I put distance or made it uncomfortable, all is well. Anyway, I don't know exactly where that came from, but just, I guess back to the point that it part of the foundation of marriage is that it's going to stretch us and grow us and it's going to be uncomfortable sometimes and it's definitely going to be hard sometimes but that also is part of growing us into the purpose that God has for each of us as individuals. Yeah, that's so true and I have definitely experienced that as well. Like it's so crazy after you get to the resolution after a conflict or a disagreement or even a miscommunication, you just you just feel so much stronger with your spouse, you know, and you're like, wow, like we can get through this. It may be hard right now, but we, if we choose to lean into each other, to lean into God, like we can get through this and we can learn, learn something in the process. It's so worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And remember, remember that when those hard times come, that, that it's a topic that is hard, right? Like it's, it's a decision or a topic or something. That's what is hard. It's not that all of a sudden you guys are against each other. So remember that, okay, how are we going to attack this together and not go against each other because we're in disagreement? Yeah, that is so good. Wow. So I'm curious to know this as well. What is something that you wish more women knew about marriage? I feel like I'm going to repeat myself and I don't want to do that, but you know, just having those realistic expectations, knowing that your husband is not going to meet your every need and fulfill you that, that that's not his job. I want women to know that when the hard times come, it's worth fighting for. And that that doesn't mean that something's wrong or broken in your marriage, but that there's a time of growth there. Pray for your spouse. Start there. You know, in first Peter, the Bible tells us to win him over by the way we live, not with our words. And we so often, I know it's, you know, a joke that we nag our husbands, (laughs) but I mean, it's like proven that we want to say more words than they do every day, right? We use words more than they do. Generally speaking, the wife uses more words, but we can win them over by being quiet too, and just loving them well, giving them space to be the man that God is calling them to be, letting them lead us in the way that God calls them to lead us, giving them space to do all of that. And in that time, when you feel like maybe you're not doing as much, pray for him, you know, go to the Lord on his behalf. There is, there is strength in that. I'm glad that you mentioned prayer because I forgot. I wanted to ask you, how do you support your husband in his purpose? What are some things, if there's anything besides prayer that you would suggest? Because I know that's something like 
again, when you're very focused on pursuing your own purpose, you can forget like your husband also has a purpose and he has callings and things. And together you have an opportunity to really help him live that out as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think it cannot be overstated how, how important it is, how important it is to honor our husbands um, and to respect them the more that we can build our husbands up to be all that God has called them to be the better Mm. hold your tongue. And this is actually something that I'm, I'm very, very much currently working on. Uh, I will often make little side remarks, you know, offhanded remarks, uh, that I have realized I unintentionally do it, but it can nick away at my husband's confidence or the honor that he feels from me. And if I want him to be the best man he can be, I need to be building him up with my words. And uh, words of affirmation are, are a big deal in our home, but knowing your spouse's love language is important too, because that that is a way to build them up. Yeah. So if it is words of affirmation, use that. If it is quality time, stop and listen and spend time with your spouse, hear about what's going on in his world and what God is calling him to do and, and listen, be a good listener. Um, if it's physical touch, take the time to hug and kiss him in the morning and hug and kiss him every night, you know, like whatever his love language is, use that to honor him and to build him up to be everything that God is calling him to be. Cause if we're nagging at him, if we're putting him down, if we're focused more on what we wish he would do differently or do better instead of saying, Hey babe, thanks for blah, 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 or whatever it might be. Um, then we're tearing him down. We're not, we're not building him up to be the best that he can be. And so I think that that's a, in general, that's a really important part of supporting them in their purpose. Um, giving them room, we can smother them sometimes, you know, with our ideas, our needs, our, all of that stuff. And, and, and making sure that you're making room for him to grow into, you know, it breaks my heart uh, when I, when I hear women talk about how, oh, we've tried to fix that before. Or, oh, we've gone to counseling for that before. Oh, he's just doing it again, but he's done it our whole marriage. You know, those kinds of comments where it's almost like, I guess this is as good as it's going to get. And that's where my heart for marriage worth fighting for, you don't settle for that. Mm. Go at it from a different direction ask somebody different for help, try a new tool that'll help. And sometimes it is back off and be quiet and give him room to do better. Give him room to do it differently. Forgive him all the way so that you're not still holding that over his head and keeping him from truly turning over a new leaf and doing whatever it is that you're asking him to do, or, you know, whatever that is, like, give him room, give him the opportunity to do better, to grow in that way, to be what God is calling him to be. Yeah, that is so good. Thank you for breaking that down. Cause I feel like that's something too, where as a wife, it's so easy to nitpick. Like you said, it can be very (laughs) easy to call out the things that you are frustrated by, or you wish they would do differently, but number one, that's not effective. And number two, it's not helping anybody. It's, it's really not like I've even seen with Christopher over and over again, like the smallest acts of appreciation, or even just telling him, thank you. 
means so much to him. And every time I'm like, why do I not do this more? Why don't I just think to thank him all throughout the day or, or just point out those things, spend my time and energy appreciating him and calling out the things that I am grateful for rather than what I wish was different because it really does wonders for their self-esteem and just showing them that honor and love. Like, and like we've mentioned earlier too, like when we show that love to them and appreciation, they always show it back or usually like most of the time they show it back. And so it's like this, it's this cycle of love that, that like we've mentioned just makes both of you better. Yeah. And if there is, if your marriage is in a place where there is truly a breakdown, there's in a cycle of, of negativity in some way, you starting to use your words and your actions to love him better. It's not going to be an instant. Oh, he's going to start giving it back to you. Right? Like when there's true breakdown, it takes time to rebuild that healthy cycle. So don't, don't take what you and I just said about how it'll come back to us. Don't get frustrated if it doesn't happen right away. If this is something new that you're going to try or a place that you're going to try to heal something that's broken down in, in your marriage, give it time. Again, it, you know, make room, give it time to get back into that, that healthy cycle. There might have to be a time of proving that this is real or rebuilding trust or oh, this is awkward right now, you know, praying together with your spouse can be incredibly powerful. Aaron and I have some really big decisions we're making right now. And just this morning, I just went to him and I said, can we pray together? And there's a peace that comes from that, but it can be awkward at first. When you try some of these new things, it can be awkward at first. Don't expect it to be an instantaneous fix. Give it time to, to grow and to work in your life. Yes. I'm so glad you mentioned that too. Thank you so much. I just really appreciate everything that you do to help marriages. I appreciate you being willing to come and share with us your insights and your story and just your heart for marriages, because it's something that we need, obviously with the divorce rates in our world today, like this is a needed conversation. And I'm so grateful that you are willing to have it. You're willing to confront the hard things that no one's talking about. And, and it's just, it's just been a really insightful conversation for me. Every time I talk to you, I walk away feeling this way. I'm like, man, I'm ready to go home and love Christopher better than ever before. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, of course. I'm so glad you came and chatted with us today, but before we go, where can everyone connect with you, find your book, listen to your podcast, learn about your retreats, all the things. Sure. So the most localized place for all of that is my website, which is simply my name. So candacemummert.com. Uh, and there you can see, we advertise all of our retreats there. My book is there. You can also find the book on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and all the places online that are, that are typically found for books. Uh, and the podcast is linked there as well. So that's probably the easiest way to find me and also to keep up. I do do a newsletter. If you're interested and want to be sure that you know about the next retreats, uh, you can always sign up for the newsletter and that way you'll get that invitation right away when those become available. So our reach is actually expanding now as well. Not only are we doing the marriage retreats, but we're also doing, uh, I'm, I'm leading a women's retreat and my husband is working on a men's retreat with another gentleman where we can help people to disconnect from the busyness of life and really focus on what's most important for them, reconnecting with the Lord, uh, asking the Lord some deep questions, understanding I mean, very much the purpose of what he's calling you to. And so there's some exciting stuff. That is amazing. I'm so excited for all that you're doing and all that's to come. Thank you so much for what you and Aaron are doing. And thank you for being here with us today. Yeah. Thank you.
Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune into another episode of the ByWords podcast. I love having you here and I'm so grateful for your support. Don't forget to share a screenshot of this episode and tag me to let me know you were here. I can't wait to talk again soon, but in the meantime, be sure to connect with me over on Instagram and in the ByWords community group, which you can find links for in the show notes. Until next time, stay brave and remember, I'm cheering you on.